Hello and welcome to another episode of Masala Zindabad, the podcast that ought to have been a book. This is Amrita from IndieQuill. This is Beth from Beth Loves Bollywood. Today's guest joins us from Australia. This is Temple from the blog Cinema Chat. Hi, Temple. Hi, Beth. Hi, Amrita. Hey, Temple. So tell us a little bit about how you first started watching Telugu cinema. The first Telugu film that I watched, or that I know I watched, was Magadira. And I wanted to see that based purely on the review on the Postpunk Cinema Club blog. And I read that and I thought, ah, this film just has my name written all over it. This is exactly the kind of entertainment I want. So about nine months of waiting for the DVD to come out, we eventually got hold of a copy of it. And um, so far, I've forced over 40 people to watch it with me. um, I believe they enjoy it. I certainly do. Um, But it's a really fun, really full-on sort of, you know, action, masala, everything kind of film. And that then um, sparked my interest in Telugu films because I'd been aware of Hindi films for quite a while and Tamil films for a while. But this was just another industry I'd never really heard of and investigated. And they, they do make the kind of films that I like to watch. Given that they're making films mostly for boys in their 20s, I'm slightly disturbed at why I'm finding myself <laughs> in the, watching these films that I'm clearly not part of their target demographic. But um, they're really good fun. So that was what sparked it off. And then I started hunting around for other films and other other styles of, of Telugu films to enjoy. Yeah, that's one of the things that's always struck me about you, Temple, that there are a number of people out there, including myself, who like to watch movies like Magadhira in a slightly ironic way, you know. It's a little bit of um, point and laugh syndrome going on. But you actually enjoy it. I mean, you really like these movies. I do. I do. I watch films to be entertained and I like a good story. It doesn't have to be a believable one, some consistency within its own narrative. And I like people who commit to their performance and I like good attention to detail and I like really good dancing. And all of those things happen in these films. So I'm, I'm actually quite easy to please in some respects. But I did start watching films and thinking, oh, yeah, a bit of point and giggle isn't this silly. But as you kind of develop, I suppose, and Beth and I have talked about this with Hindi films, you sort of develop a bit of a vocabulary of what those particular shots represent and who these character types are and why they're, they're behaving in these ways and why these stock characters keep appearing. Um, it actually becomes a lot more interesting and it develops a little bit more meaning. And then you can start looking for, okay, it's, they're all mass entertainers, but this is a quality film and this is not such a good quality film. So you start to be a little bit more discerning. But I can genuinely wholeheartedly enjoy them and still laugh. But one of the other things that strikes me about you watching these movies is that you see a lot of these movies without subtitles, don't you? Yes. In the theatre. I'm very good at making things up. And <laughs> we only found out in July of this year that there are Telugu films being shown in Melbourne in a cinema. Um, there are also Tamil films shown, but they're generally, they're not really advertised outside of those communities and those language groups. So they're not marketed to, you know, the casual Bollywood viewer. They're not subtitled. Um, so you have to... You just have to throw yourself in and go and pay attention and just enjoy it because the acting, um, how shall I say this diplomatically, it's usually sufficiently broad that you can work out what's going on. And things, they do tend to hammer home points over and over. So you miss the subtleties and we miss a lot of the pop culture references and the humour and other things, but you can 
get enough to actually have a really satisfying time watching a film. And the audiences are just hilarious. They are so absolutely insane. They really love their films. They get into it. They cheer. They clap. They grill us at half time about how much we've understood and, you know, did we actually intend to come and see a telegraph film <laughs> or were we just too polite to get up and walk out when we realised where we were? Um, you know, it's, it's a really fun experience, but you do just have to sit there and go, right, I need to... I need to watch what the performers are doing. I need to pick up the eight words that I recognise. Most of them are about killing, marriage, food and talking. So I can generally get when someone's going to kill someone, touch someone, demanding someone tell them something. And I can do things like, you know, sky and rain. So I'm going to weather. That's pretty much it. Temple, I wanted to ask, you've several times said the word we or us, and oh, I know sorry. who you're talking about, but I bet it's a lot not- of our listeners don't, because that's one of the things I really love about talking with you about movies is that you have this great community of fellow fans. I want, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sorry, I'm not using the royal we when I say <laughs> we go. Um, I, write, I write on the blog with my friend Heather, the two of us tend to go to most of the, the Telugu and a few of the Tamil films together. So people actually cannot tell us apart when we're buying tickets. And yet she's blonde and significantly shorter than I am. And I have red hair and she's Irish and I'm Australian. And we don't know why, but no one can tell us apart. So it's, it's all very bewildering. But there's also a, a larger group of friends who go see Hindi films. And they we all actually met through a love of Bollywood. And that's how we became friends. And a lot of us met on the sets of Chuck Day India, where we were hanging around being extras. And Heather and some of the others were um, also dancing in between shots just to entertain the crowd. So that's kind of our background and why we became friends. So it is, it is really fun to have a group of people around to share the experience with. And when you're seeing an absolute turkey of a film that's still really entertaining, it is so good to have eight other people there going, oh, my God, did you just see that? And, you know, yeah, and throw popcorn at each other and just generally have a great time. I'm easily entertained. I don't understand why people think it's so hard to make a movie that will impress them. So, Temple, this is news to me. I didn't know that you worked as an extra on Chuck Day. What was that like? I mean, a quick aside, what was that like? It was so boring. <laughs> it was hours and hours of sitting around waiting. And I I was just in a, a lot of the crowd scenes, so I would be... Now, you have to picture this. We're at the hockey centre in Parkville, so all of these people are arriving to be extras and cheer on one of the, the hockey matches that was going on. And it was India versus, I think... Argentina. So of course they put me in the Indian team shirt as an Indian fan, but the big Punjabi family next to me were all given Argentinian flags to wave. And we all looked at each other, but just shrugged and went, yeah, whatever. And then about halfway through, we all had to swap positions and swap shirts. Now I have to point out, I'm five foot 10 and I have red hair and I'm whiter than white with freckles. So I just, there's no way I'm going to blend in to an Indian support crew. I'm just, I'm aware of that, but it was there was a lot of long, boring, hanging around time, but it was also kind of weird, kind of fun. But some of my friends were actually there to dance and entertain the extras in between the morning and the afternoon shoot and stop them all leaving. Um, so they were actually dancing and they would sort of be dragged out to entertain people. And Shahrukh actually came down and danced say that they were performing there. So it almost caused a riot. It was fantastic. So he was really lovely and he was actually directing the crowd quite a lot because no one was going to listen to anybody else and people were just screaming and it was it was really good fun but uh, a lot of a lot of boring stuff going on too. 
I have to say, I will. You have um, very nicely shared with me the video of Shahrukh dancing with your friends, and I, I think I will always love him just for that. Even if he makes nothing but shite movies for the rest of his career, <laughs> remain to me is the most adorable thing I think I've ever seen a celebrity do ever. One of my friends who was in that clip came running up afterwards and just looked at me, just threw herself at me and said, you've just justified your whole life. <laughs> Yay, that's me off the hook for achieving anything ever again. She was so excited that I, I apparently justified my whole existence just by having the camera out at that time. <laughs> that's the power of Shah Rukh for people who don't realise it. But talking about, you know, like megastars and the power of them, you are a huge fan of Chiranjeevi. I am. This to me is odd as an Indian who grew up in the North. I remember there was this whole period in the mid to late 80s, early 90s, when you had all these uh, South Indian stars who were making all these blockbuster movies in Hindi cinema, like Kamal Hassan did it first, I think, and then there was Rajni Kant. But then later on, I think Chiranjeevi and uh, Nagarjuna did a couple of movies, but Chiranjeevi made a couple of movies that were like mm -hmm. really violent and were huge hits up uh, up north. I mean, there were remakes of South Indian movies that I think he had starred in, or perhaps other people had starred mm -hmm. in in Tamil or something, and then he made them in Hindi. So to me, Chiranjeevi seems to be, as somebody who doesn't watch Telugu cinema all that much, he seems to be somebody from a much older generation. So how did you go from watching, I think you said Magadira was your first uh, mm -hmm. Telugu movie that you had seen. Yes. So how did you go from that to becoming the huge Chiranjeevi fan that you are? Magadira stars Ram Charan, who is Chiranjeevi's mm -hmm. son. And there's actually a, a song towards the beginning of the film, which is, a remixed version of a, a song that had appeared in a, a Chiranjeevi right. film. And he makes an appearance in Magadira as he just does a little cameo and they have a, a bit of a CGI dance-off. And once I sort of made the connection that, oh, that's who this kid belongs to. <laughs> well, you know, you sort of wonder where people come from and, and most of my Indian friends who watch Hindi films totally dismiss the, the southern film stars because they're like, you know, there is a certain amount of irony here, I know. They're like, oh, it's just so so incestuous. They're all related to each other and they're all second and third generation and they're all just star kids. And I'm like, no, really? That would never happen in your neck of the woods, would it? So I also happened to see some footage, which we actually posted on the blog when Heather and I wrote about Magadira, which was the reaction to Chiranjeevi when that scene played in the cinema. And people were just about tearing the seats out of the ground and throwing them in the air. They were so excited. They were going absolutely ape. And he has his own theme song when he walks on. And it's like, I just thought, he's more of a phenomenon than an actor. And I just decided that I had to go and watch a bit. And I will now also confess, um, Beth does, there is, there is a game going on out there in the world on the, on the internet called YouTube Poker, which is where my friends and I around the world find the weirdest and wackiest Indian song clips that we can find and send them around to each other and sort of go, yeah, well, I think actually come out in the shower and, you know, It's My Life was appalling and eyeball-searingly hideous. <laughs> um, I learnt very early on that if you needed to, if you're in a tight spot and you needed to win, you could bet on Helen 
for class <laughs> usually and a bit of just, oh, my God, what was that? And you could bet on Chiranjeevi for a whole lot of, oh, my God, what was that? <laughs> he's a hero who never shied away from dancing and he certainly made it his own. And so I realized once I saw... There are all these statements you're making that I absolutely do not disagree with, but, like, you have the Chiranjeevi just... Kool-Aid filter he... and I don't. <laughs> so it's just this... <laughs> like I don't think I don't, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying it's just really funny because you say it with this like love and I'm just thinking yeah <laughs> I do understand it because I'm slightly dismayed at myself but I'll, I'll maybe come back to that later on but I, once I, I had also seen Nagadira I realized that I had been playing Chiranjeevi cards for quite a while in poker and I made the connection and then thought well I wonder what his actual movies are like because I've seen some song clips and I've seen these bits and pieces and I thought I'll watch a movie and I then it was a very scientific process I bought the first two DVDs I could find online that had subtitles and <laughs> they were just fantastic I mean uh, State Rowdy is just brilliant it's got everything from a motorcycle that you know turns and attacks people to gold-tipped boots and lots of tippy-toed prancing and fantastic songs and you know double identities and people killing everyone in this fantastic sort of big elaborate masala death trap at the end with this big factory that's basically rigged just to pop Chiranjeevi into a metal ball-shaped cage and they play soccer with him with cars. Oh, that's the, the cage movie. Oh, oh yeah. It's just yeah. got everything. So, and, and that's not even the climax of the film, which I'll leave you for, to discover for yourself. And so they're really wildly entertaining and kind of crazy and – he certainly throws himself into the dancing and it really doesn't matter what the wardrobe department have done to him. He just seems perfectly happy and he, because he rises above it or he genuinely enjoys like, or I don't know which one it is, but he's really kind of really uninhibited lights up totally is the whole entertainer hero kind of thing in that Southern style of, you know, hero. And so then I started watching a few more films and I just think, um, yeah, he's just got incredible screen presence if you asked me to write down on paper what I thought made an attractive man, I would not be describing him. And yet I have to say when I see him, I'm like, wow, he's all right. And so is his son and so is his brother and so is his nephew. They're a very attractive family and I'm very, very happy they're in films. And I think there are lots of people who would agree with me. There's something for everyone in that family. Let's talk about the Lycra, about the... <laughs> A significant part about the discussion of these movies and these clips that we've had both today and at other times between the three of us, it all comes down, as you say, to fabric. I mean, that one time that we saw the Chiranjeevi Sri Devi movie together, the three of us, the outfits were what we basically spent like half the time talking about. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit more about these outfits and why they're so fascinating. And whether it's at all safe to have any open flames anywhere on that <laughs> set. I mean, this is a highly synthetic world. Yeah. I've often pondered that, Beth, and occasionally, especially when they're dancing near you know, lamps or candles, yeah. I, do hold, I do hold my breath a bit and think I must do a quick check on just count all the backing dancers and make sure they're all still there because <laughs> while I believe they'll protect the talent, I'm not so convinced about, you know, the little people up the back. There is a bit, or there was until recently, a bit of a time lag in fashion between what was happening outside of Mumbai and what was happening in Bollywood. It was about eight years, I think you can generally say. Fashion's lagged a little bit behind, you know, what we would be wearing here, for example, although that, that gap has narrowed. And I think with the Southern films, it was more like 12 years. There was just a slightly longer gap. 
So the fashions from 80s and even the 90s are just insane. They're really 70s disco inspired. If you can possibly put some more silver sequins on something, you, you do it. If you can add a cape, and this is for the men, they should all have swirly silver capes. And Sharon Jeevy, I seriously want, I hope someone somewhere has kept all of the boots he wore in his films because that man wore the most fabulous selection of like go-go boots and silver leather and fabulous beaded and sequin numbers. And I'm, I'm just hoping there's a Chirichivi shoe museum somewhere that I could visit one day because they're spectacular. And the men probably were, I think, because they were the heroes in high profile, their costumes were even more startling often than the women's. So there's something yeah. just to enjoy. You know, when Chirichivi pops out of a clamshell wearing white pearl sequins and a bit of silver bling. You do just sit back and go, wow. I come from, my family's from South India, so we'd see, not Telugu movies, but we'd see a lot of Tamil and Malayalam movies. And, you know, Malayalam movies from that era, the 70s and the 80s were supposed to be all artistic and stuff, but they also had like a commercial side of it. And a lot of these movies in all these languages were fantasies, you know, like, you know, the the puffy shirt kind of fantasies. And Telugu, of course, had, you know, the whole, you know, they didn't need it to be a fantasy to bring in the dream sequence and just have men wear, you know, go to the office in the morning and then slip into a puffy shirt at night, you know. I just don't know why that entire period, the 70s and the 80s, even in Bollywood, thinking of Amitabh Bachchan in his jacket that had the little light bulbs on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. One of yeah. my favorite things ever. And the weird things that he wore in Ajuba and like there's yeah. this entire fantasy market that I don't think we have anymore. And I don't know what inspired it. And I don't know why it was so huge. And I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if somebody finally like, you know, stopped making them and actually saw it and went, holy shit, did I just make that movie? I don't ever want to do that again. Like, you know, like what happened? I don't I don't know what exactly happened to it, but I'm just very glad that it happened because... Um, you, you don't like the puffy shirt fantasy, do you? <laughs> I'm not as big a fan as I might have been, no. But I do wish somebody would make like a book on it, you know, like a coffee table book, the puffy shirts of... I, I think Temple has to write that. <laughs> I also really love the Chiranjeevi song clips and partly for the dancing, but also partly for the just, I mean, cracked out sets and fashions. Mm. And I wonder if there's a little bit of the, I, th I mean, I think in the U.S. we would probably call it like preening peacock kind of thing, like where the men are much more eye catching than the mm. women, right? So that you, you know, it's the men who are strutting around looking completely ridiculous, but also very, very showy. And there seems, to, I don't think that, I mean, I think in, maybe we could say that in contemporary Hindi films anyway, because I don't really watch much of anything else, so I should keep my mouth shut. But that still seems to be happening, but it, I'd say it's almost evenly spread across the genders. Even among backup dancers and stuff, it seems mm. to be that, you know, there's no shortage of bolero vests and mesh shirts and gold gold pants on men in hindi films but i think it sounds a little bit like in the in the eras you're talking about especially when you've got someone like chiranjeevi whom i agree well he totally sells this you know i don't i've only seen one whole film but even in the song clips he he's either doing the acting job of a lifetime or he's having he's having a ball or both mm. i don't know and that's yep. really impressive i i totally agree with you that he commits you know, to these <laughs> these things that we can't even begin to fathom. And he totally sells them. But I just kind of wonder, like, how much of the... And that the women he's with 
tend to, in my experience, tend to be wearing sort of scaled down echoes of what he's wearing, or they're just wearing the world's god ugliest bridesmaid or prom dress, like yes. with huge taffeta, puffy puffiness, or they're wearing, you know, sort of Olivia Newton-John, I, I, I can't even describe, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's the mm. men who, it's the men who have more for whatever reason. I really do think that I, I would propose based on my, you know, non-existent knowledge that that this this has to do with the very, very hero centeredness of Telugu films. And in, in this particular era, it's going towards the sort of um, peacock showiness of having the man be the one who sticks out. That, that's still happening now, though. I don't think it's really changed. And no, I think, Beth, now it's just that acid wash denim has replaced lycra, but the men and Using the word hero is is quite apt because even the actors don't describe themselves so much as actors as they do as heroes. That's their Ooh. job to be the hero. They really do still dominate everything. Every film that I've seen, and I've watched mostly the, the mass entertainers, I admit, the hero has a big introduction song where he appears on the scene, usually with a bunch of either his friends as backing dancers or random folk who just leap out of nowhere and dance along with him. And it's a huge set piece, and it's for him to show off to everyone that he is the hero. He is possibly some aspect of a god that will become clear later on in the film. And, you know, you'd better watch out because it's his film now and it's his story. And so they are very hero-centric, and they're quite unashamed about that. And I think it, it's still very much the case, but just the outfits have changed. There's a bit less little bit less sequined fabric around maybe more plaid i don't think anyone is really afraid of shiny trousers in the telugu <laughs> film industry they, no, it must no, be no hotter people. than blazes wearing those things and dancing yeah. like that especially if you're mahesh babu and you're wearing like seven layers of clothes because he always seems to have singlet t-shirt t-shirt shirt jacket i don't know why but he's he's a very modest man who doesn't show a lot of skin and i just don't know how he manages in all those layers can, can we take, I need to take a little detour to talk about the clothes in Telugu films for a second, because the Telugu, I've seen probably about an equal, well, no, I've probably seen more Siddharth, Siddharth films than I have of anybody else. And his are, I mean, he's a totally different kind of male lead for Telugu films, right? He's the sort of Archie Comics, nice boy. And I really like him in both Telugu and Hindi films, but I watched a film of his recently and I can't remember its name, but it's abbreviated as K-I-K-K. He, oh, yeah. I started taking screen caps of every time he comes in in a different polo shirt, an Abercrombie and Fitch <laughs> polo shirt. And there are at least 30, I'm not kidding, yep. 30 different polo shirts, all just sort of various colors and stripes and whatever. Mm. And so there's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Like he's dressed quote unquote normally, I think you would be safe to say. But then again, like the, <laughs> just the number. And so in that case, you get the staggering sameness of it all as a really weird <laughs> factor versus, you know, there's mm -hmm. no, he's not wearing PVC trousers and that would be quite awesome. I kind of wish that he would. I would definitely, definitely watch that. There are some of them who really are jeans and t-shirts kind of guys, yeah. but they will have about 85 different t-shirts in the space of a two hour film. And it's really quite astonishing. And you sit there and think, right, they've committed to this look. And, and that's kind of... And they've got the corporate sponsorship from the T-shirt company and they're going to do it. <laughs> and they are going to wear every sample that was sent to them for this film. And that's fantastic. And that's, you know, and, yeah. but then I get people, Heather and I get people landing on the blog regularly ever since the film Orange was released with, with Ram Charan, Googling where they can buy his T-shirts from that film. <gasps> 
So there are people wanting to buy these outfits that they're seeing on sure. people on screen and trying to find out where they are. So they're clearly, you know, there's definitely an element of styling the hero to suit his audience. Temple, is there anybody coming to your blog trying to find out where Chiranjeevi's outfits can be purchased? <laughs> Do you know the major things that people come to our blog in search of are Mahesh Babu with no shirt, and that has never happened. I think the man was Well, we know that's Amrita. <laughs> it's no, true. No, it's no, me um, on my keyboard saying, Mahesh Babu without his shirt on. The other thing we get is uh, a lot of requests for um, pictures of prostitutes in southern Indian cities. We get a lot of requests for pictures of Chiranjeevi's house. But, you know, one day people, who knows? So it's weird what people find us looking for. And I think, Anrita, I've told Beth this before, but we get about twelve to 1,300 hits a month from Google and other search mm-hmm. engines. And about a 1,000 of those are from India. <laughs> so the majority of people landing on our blog are in India looking for information on these things, and they're getting stuck with these two you know, Australian resident, non-Telugu, non-Tamil speaking. Oh, Heather can speak a bit of Tamil. But, you know, they've got us. I mean, how sad are these people that we are? <laughs> they're coming to us for help and information. It's been interesting on Twitter, actually, because the people in the southern film industries, particularly the, the Telugu film industry, are very active on Twitter, and they're very responsive to, you know, fans and followers. And they're constantly asking why? Where are you from? How on earth did you find our films? Why do you watch them? Like, why do you watch these films? And they're really, they were startled to find people outside of, you know, their state watching films, let alone finding people on the other side of the world watching them. And it's been really quite interesting as they try and come to terms with the fact that um, there is this in- small but fairly enthused international fan base that's sitting there waiting for the next films and trying to find out what's coming out and who's in it and what's going on. So it's been really an interesting process to see them getting their heads around the fact that we're we're sitting out here as well going, come on, what are you doing next and who are you working with and when will it be released? And I I find that when we do go to the the cinema, we we actually went, Heather and I, not the royal we, I had a friend, we went to see a Chiranjeevi film on Friday as part of a southern um, Indian film festival that was run here in Melbourne. Well, it was run very last minute with no advertising, so... We had the cinema to ourselves. Heather and I sat there with the projectionist, who was obviously projectionist, (laughs) and a photographer, and four blokes who walked in halfway through with their lunch, I think just to get out of the heat because it was a 41-degree day here. And we sat there and watched Chiranjeevi and Gang Leader pretty much by ourselves. And um, they were still saying, I can't believe you even know who these older actors are in the older films and you know who these people are because they really do. They're making films for themselves. And you're exactly right, Amrita, they're making films for their audience in their area and they really never considered that there were other people out there who might be, you know, hooking onto these things. So, Based on the reaction I get, you know, at Hindi films, I am I can only imagine what it must be like for the smaller, I should say smaller, I should say less well-known outside of India cinemas because like the one time, well, there have been a couple times I've gotten to see non-Hindi in the theatre. So I tried to see Adours, as you know, because you sent me a copy. <laughs> um, and the, the film, you know, the film went kaput, and the and uh, I decided interval I'd had enough. Um, but yeah, the guy taking tickets for that said you know, it's Telugu, right? <laughs> I was like, yes, I know it's Telugu. It's like, do you it's... speak Telugu? No. <laughs> It'll be fine. I'll give it a whirl anyway. And you know, with with the film not working and no subtitles, I really was doomed. But you know, when I went to see Robot, I had the same 
you know, the same thing. Mm. Like, you know, this is Tamil, right? I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Come on. <laughs> I, I get a lot of, um, a lot of people when they ask me if I go to a, a Bollywood movie in the theater, they'll, if they chit chat with me about like, oh, who's your favorite actor? And I always say Shashi Kapoor and they always go, really? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can kind of understand that I would know who Shah Rukh is, but then once you go back, a, you know, a generation, that, that is really interesting to people. But I think I would probably be pretty intrigued if I were in, you know, if I were in India talking with someone about movies and they said their favorite American actor was Cary Grant or something, I would be, yeah. you know, so it's not it's not that dissimilar. I was just going to say, when I tell people, mostly sort of India, if I say, oh, Shashi Kapoor is one of my favorite actors, Nine out of ten, and this is an actual number, nine out of ten of the guys do the Shashi Kapoor dance moves and then say that one. And I'm like, yeah. You know the kind of Muppety dance with the arms back and the, the kick? It's Yeah, it's really quite bizarre and they all do it and then look at me and say that one. I'm like, yeah, Shashi Kapoor. And then they sort of judge me and I judge them and we stand there and stare at each other for a bit and then we just talk about films. But you can see them freaking out like, oh, not only does she like those horrible films my mother likes, she also likes the actor that my mother had a crush on. I do find it quite peculiar when people ask me about really quite obscure Australian films that have just happened to make it into their local market. So it's a natural intrigue. Yeah. But it just, um, you know, the, the filmmaking industries for Telugu films and, and to a lesser extent Tamil films, they're just not looking to get any audience outside of the one that they have. So they, they find it a little bit interesting. And the audiences at the movies really quite hilarious that Heather and I will turn up and the ice is broken now. They've started asking us questions and checking what we understood and when are we going to learn Telugu, and, you know, <laughs> are we learning it? No, we're not. Do you understand anything? No. But you speak Tamil then. No, don't speak Tamil. Well, oh, do you speak Hindi? <laughs> a bit. Oh, oh, but you don't speak Telugu. And it just goes on for quite a while. We're, we're just going to have to learn Telugu at some point. Um, I'm going to make you little business cards that have your blog on one side and then on the other it says, no, I don't speak Telugu. No, I don't speak Tamil. I know a little Hindi. No, I don't speak I, Telugu. No, I don't plan to learn it. <laughs> I actually got to prove that I don't speak Telugu when people sitting behind us at a film recently were asking about, you know, what, what was my favourite film I'd seen in the cinema, and I named it. It's a one-word title, and I had to say it about 14 times before they eventually went, oh, and said it exactly the way I had been saying it, I'm fairly sure. And then I said, so there, see, I can't speak Telugu. <laughs> and they looked at me and just went, yeah. And I thought, right, that's me. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it's a really fun, interactive crowd. And probably um, for people who would be used to seeing Hindi films in a, you know, at a film festival kind of setting, it's definitely a big change up to be sitting in the middle of a crowd of people who are screaming for Rajni or screaming for, who are, you know, Mahesh Babu or screaming for NTR because they really go ballistic. They just go all out and they, they bring in their cut-up newspaper and they're throwing it in the air and they're dancing on the stairs and, you know, every now and then one of them will disappear and, you know, they've missed the step when they're dancing and they've just rolled to the bottom of the staircase. But eventually that red, that red shirt fights its way back up to the top again. So you're like, oh, he's back. It's, wow. it's really quite fun and people have been very coming and really amused but very supportive. 
things and very um, happy and, you know, will often come past and, and say, so what did you think of that and what are you going to see next? So it's really kind of fun. I think we entertain them as much as the films entertain us. I think within India we're sold on this perception that the southern movies are not as pretty, not as expensive, not as progressive, not as um, interesting or as well-made or as in- entertaining as Bollywood movies and therefore they'll never, you know, they'll never make that leap into the international market or You're anything else. And they've somewhere along the line, I think we were talking with uh, with Todd and he was talking about the director of State Rowdy, which is one of your favorite movies, Temple, KSR Das. And, you know, his movies were being made into, he, you know, back in the 70s, he was dubbing his movies into English. He was... Uh, uh, sending it around the world and, you know, had like international premieres all around the world and stuff like that. And I think somewhere along the line, people just stopped and they just sort of ceded the line to Bollywood and just concentrated on selling it to the audience. I mean, their stuff, their product to their audience and trying to protect their turf, I think. Yeah, I think that's really <clears throat> not true as we can see with uh, your reaction to it. A lot of my, my friends who are more into Hindi films have the same judgment. And a few of my Indian friends who like Southern Indian films are judged horribly by their friends for watching them because there is that perception that they've got really crappy production values and ugly men in polyester safari suits. <laughs> and it's all just about fake blood and tiger wrestling and they're really stupid. But they've actually got incredibly skilled technicians and I find the cinematography in films, particularly the southern films, is quite spectacular. They've got really, really good fight choreographers so that stuff looks very... I really like Hong Kong sort of martial arts and action flicks as well, so I quite like that style of fighting which is really rapid with great editing and they do that particularly well. They've got amazing set and costume design and the big budget films, you can really see the money up there on the mm-hmm. screen. And it's not just things like Magadura but films like Yamadonga, which was um, NTR Junior, Tarek, in which he spends a lot of his time, you know, in a very sparkly peacock blue and gold hell. Um, they're fantastically elaborate. They really do think it through. They've got good attention to detail. Their CGI is actually usually good, better than most Hindi films mm-hmm. I've seen. So I think that there are really skilled people there. And actually, when you start watching the credits, you realise how many of the directors of photography and cinematographers and other people are working in Hindi films as mm-hmm. well. So they're clearly working around the country because they've got the skills. And I think, yeah, you can look at some of the films made in the 70s, 80s and 90s from any industry and cringe at what you see on screen. Yeah. But, you know, when you you actually look at the stories that are being put up there, I think I just have a feeling that most Telugu films have more or less a script before they start filming. And it does seem to be that the story is a bit more complete and a bit more fleshed out than um, perhaps they they Mm -hmm. used to be. But the production values are great. The music's great. They've got fantastic choreographers and dancers working down there. The backing dancers are astonishing because I like detail. So I often watch what the backing dancers are looking at. And in Hindi films, they're often bored Mm -hmm. or they're checking out someone's ass who's dancing in front of them or they're all checking out one or other of the stars. You know, you can see where their eye lines are and you're like, you're not looking at what you're meant to be looking at. But the southern guys, these little tubby men, you know, in lungis with little mesh singlets will be doing all the facial expressions that they've been told to do. So they'll be beaming, smiling in one scene and they'll be scowling eight beats later and then they'll be doing something else. And they they throw themselves in and they're actually 
acting and performing in there. And so I just think they've got this really great view of what this film entertainment should be and everybody does it they just know that you've got to dance to be a, a star so you just get over yourself and do it to the best of your ability the backing dancers are great the set designs and things are fantastic there's a lot of real wit and humor in the way they use some of their special effects there's also some really just crass boring stuff but you can find something in these films to really enjoy so i think people who haven't looked at them for a few years or wrote them off on the basis of you know I don't know, some snake wrangling jungle thing that they just don't want to see again. They should come back and have a look at some of the more recent, bigger budget films, and I think they'd be really, really impressed. Uh, well, I mentioned Yamadonga, and I, I quite like the socio-fantasy and the mythological genre for a couple of reasons, mostly because it's gold and sparkly and there's usually really good dancing and things going on, but also I went to a, a Roman Catholic convent school. We don't have a terribly friendly and personal relationship with God. God is fairly remote and God certainly doesn't have a sense of humour. So it's actually been kind of fun to look at these films and see how they view, you know, mythology and how, how things are treated and people's um, comfort mm -hmm. level with that. So there's kind of that mild intellectual exercise in between all the ooh, shiny <laughs> and gold headdresses and stuff and, and trying to identify, you know, which God I'm looking at at the time. But there's some um, really beautiful production values and really nice storytelling in there as well. Some of it based on traditional stuff, some completely made up and bolted on. Um, but it's really very, very entertaining. But I clearly need to see Yamadonga now. I've just I've just looked for Yamadonga songs on YouTube and I can tell just from the little thumbnails that uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> I, I can understand why people might not rate Southern films, but I think they need to have a look at them now and realise that a lot of the technicians who are making top Hindi films that they're enjoying are actually from the South and working working the majority of their time in those industries. So there's a certain amount of quality and skill and training that is um, on show in those, in those films. So don't write them off. To wrap things up, what three movies that you would recommend to anybody from Telugu cinema? Really does depend. I mean, we jokingly on the blog, Heather and I have a thing called the South Indian Cinema Induction Program. These are the films we force people to sit down and watch. But as I said, they were all pretty well grateful at the end of it that they got to see them. But I would say if you want to see a really, really interesting kind of character-driven but completely mad entertainment, Aria 2 would be the one. It's um, got great dancing, great casting, but it's basically about a psychopath um, who has to get the girl. <laughs> and yet, you know how Shah Rukh always used to play that, that sort of yeah. stuttering, blood-spattered psychopath? and you kind of loved him but you knew he was uh -huh. going to die well this guy doesn't have to die you can love the psychopath and you can watch all these terrible machinations and manipulations and just enjoy this very convoluted story with fantastic performances so i highly recommend that it's very funny it's very well done it's quite violent and it's got fantastic songs and it stars during jv's nephew so you know i'm keeping to the theme here alu arjun who's an amazing dancer if you like a big sort of epic adventure-y kind of film, I would say. Magadir or, or Yamadonga, I think, same director for both of them. He really has a great eye for putting a big epic story up on the screen. If you wanted something a little more, I don't know, Beth, would you like something a bit more cultural, sensible? Yes, please. <laughs> I would say as a, as a classic film, something that everybody, when I said I was going to start watching Telugu films or started talking to Telugu people, they all said watch Maya Bazaar. And it's from 1950. 
57 or thereabouts, I think. It's recently been colorized, and I actually totally approve of the colorization of this film mm. because it is a it's a mythological. It's very pretty. It has the star cast for its era. It has everyone who is everyone in it. Fantastic sets, fantastic um, storytelling and acting, really beautiful songs. Or if you want to see Turin GV, because I know you do, in a in a more sort of serious and a very, well, it's, it's not an atypical role for him, but if you're only used to seeing him on YouTube um, in Lycra, then if you see Aradana, it's a really sweet romance where he plays a, a rowdy who falls in love with a Christian school teacher and he basically tries to reinvent himself for love of this woman. And um, it's done in a very simple, very low-key, very lyrical kind of way. And his performance is fantastic, but it's an interesting film because it raises questions about love marriages versus arranged marriages and inter-caste relationships and what should people do and how much control do people feel they have over their own lives and the rest of it. So it's very filmy. The end is, um, well, you know how Shah Rukh got out of his hospital bed, ripped out the drip and ran across Manhattan rather than taking a taxi to go find Pretty Center at the end of... He ran past a thousand taxis. He's in Manhattan, for God's sake. But anyway, it's similar to that, but without the taxis at the ending of Aradana. So it's very filmy. I did feel like I'd been there before, but it's a it's a really lovely film and it raises some interesting questions about relationships and, and people. And the performances are surprisingly convincing and very engaging. And I normally, if it's just a straight romance, I'm like, oh, fast forward or give me something with killing and explosions and a bit of lycra, please, because I get bored. But because the characterizations were very good and the script is excellent, this one really, really grabbed me. So that's a more vintage um low-key Chirinjeevi because there are many moods to Chirinjeevi and you should go and experience them all. Well, thanks to Temple for joining us to tell us all about Telugu films and Chirinjeevi. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Masala Zindabad, the podcast that ought to have been a book. 